1: All right, welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. This is the show about the show, the show within the show. And you can always find it on iTunes. Simply search Permission Granted on iTunes. And you can subscribe for free there. It's on the normal DA Show iTunes feed as well. And very easily navigated now if you go to our new website, daoncbs.com. Same URL, new website though, totally refurbished by the good people of the digital team here. And you'll see, very easy to find this week's PGP, last week's PGP, recent PGPs, as well as the rest of the audio that you want to hear from the show. So, Mraz joins me now, and gosh, there's only one place to start, and that would be on Friday's One Spicy Moment. That was the seminal moment of this month, I would say. Let's start here. Did you feel like when it was all said and done that the punishment fit the crime? that eating the salsa, death by salsa, was appropriate for our bracket challenge.
3: It might have been worse than appropriate. I think it fit the crime from the standpoint of next year, if this is punishment is anything like that, I will be watching a lot more college basketball come November uh-huh. just to ensure I don't have to go through that. But it's hard to tell me that the punishment fits the crime when I see you on the verge of tears in your body ready to break down and shake all over what amounts to be a, a bracket. I mean, that's that's a harsh punishment. Yeah. This went from, like, fun and goofy to, like, oh, no, DA may not do this last hour here. Why did you
1: eat the ghost chili pepper a couple years ago?
3: The ghost chili salsa, what was that bet? It was another New York, it was one of those New York Philly bets. Whenever the, I think it was a Giant Eagle game. Ah. Would make sense, a Sunday night game where I was, again, being a loudmouth behind my team before realizing they sucked. And, boom, the loser had to eat the hottest salsa at the time, which was ghost chili,
1: and the Giants lost. Okay, so you ate ghost chili salsa, pretty hot, but... <clears throat> Nothing that was you know destructive. You threw batteries at Brock. That, that was over a giant a uh, Ranger Flyers NHL series, right? We got to throw or you got to throw batteries at Brock. Like that's a taste of his Philadelphia medicine. Great metaphor. And we had the bird seed bet. That was Giants and Packers. You and Jolton Joe DeLuiseo in the playoffs. Packers Giants game. You then had to wear just a speedo. Crisco bird seed on you out in Central Park. So you've had some good ones. The crow was just uh, the crow. a month ago. The crow. That was Brock saying that he would eat crow. if The Philadelphia Eagles actually won the Super Bowl, his beloved Eagles. And uh, certainly they did, so he had to eat the crow. So we've had some really good ones. I also tend to believe that the punishment in this did not fit the crime. Because the bracket challenge is almost always a crapshoot. I mean, granted, you have to know a little bit about basketball, but... Boy, did it become a crapshoot for you. Yeah, like, I had Virginia winning the whole thing, and that was stupid because they probably were never going to win the whole thing. But simply by virtue of them getting... They were the victim of the first ever one sixteen 16 upset. I had basically lost before it started right. because I had a team that was in a championship game and won it that couldn't gather any more points. Right. So... <clears throat> You know, by simple, by UMBC pulling that upset, it made me have to eat the salsa. And it was great radio and great theater and great video. But, like, next year if we do this, could the punishment every year, yeah, be eat something that, like, will send your entire body into toxic shock? And it's, it's gonna, hard to keep ramping up every year for something that is that dramatic. Right. Like, what are they going to do?
3: They're not going to keep creating hotter things than that, right? Like, that has to be the spiciest thing we ever end up eating on the show.
1: And then that means we have to order that salsa every year from here on out. No. Because and, we can't get it around here. Right. You don't want to do that. <clears throat> no way.
3: I, I think we're good on that. And this is just me avoiding ever having to eat it Yeah, my life. you're scared, aren't you? I, I, I saw, th- like, colors in your face and... And motions that, quite frankly, startled me in the moment as I was trying to describe it to the crowd. I, I knew I became very aware very quickly you were not going to hop back on that microphone and that we might have lost you for the rest of the show at
1: least. Yeah, it was a real burn. It was just a burn in the back of my throat. Like I said, it was like a fireball. It was like a comet. It the was The eyes like...
3: that watered. They got big and watery. It was unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I was coughing, hacking up. You know, my eyes watered. My face was sweating. Uh, the back of my throat just felt like it was on fire, like I could not put out the fire. And that was um, you know, that was I, I was using the milk. But it it was it was painful. It is a great, great punishment. It is the best punishment in my estimation. But I just don't know if it's applicable to just a bracket challenge. Like I think the bet has to be a bigger bet
3: than just. Yeah, because it's not like you pumped your t- chest and were like, I guarantee I know more college basketball than the rest of you. I guarantee I'm so much smarter than you. I, there's no way I lose this bracket challenge. If you were brash like that and did some of the stunts I've pulled where I've tried to be cocky, sure, then the punishment fit the crime. It wasn't like you were talking trash. You were just like, all right, we're going to put, put our brackets in the hopper. whoever loses eats his salsa. Like So that, for me, knowing it was that hot, I don't think it fit. I think we went too harsh.
1: We should still have death by salsa in the rotation of punishment. I just don't know. We need a bigger... You know, moment, but it yeah. may not be a pre-planned moment. It might be a moment we're least expecting. Maybe. Well, now it's open, and I can't keep this forever, right? Salsa goes bad. I hate old salsa that gets crusty in my fridge. Oh, like I just, it, gotta... it
3: never ends with you, does it? Huh? What? Now, just... now, now we can't have crusty, you know, tops of salsa in the Ugh, fridge. I don't
1: like it. I don't like it.
3: But what is it? Effect? If you're not opening it, what does it affect? You just leave it in the back. You put a well, crow I'm... in your crock pot. Suddenly, this salsa sitting in the back of your fridge is a problem. No, I'm
1: saying, would you want this salsa a year from now? No,
3: but maybe it'd be like a fine wine. It ages.
1: Would you eat salsa that was a
3: year old? No. But if I lost the bet, I would. Then it really is. Not only is it spicy, it's All right. So you're
1: saying use it as even deeper
3: punishment. Well, all right. I mean, we also have to come up with a cutoff. I mean, if we bury the sauce in the back of your fridge behind, you know, the diner takeout, and it doesn't come out until five years, then that's a problem. We, you know, we should maybe mark it with some masking Mm -hmm. tape and say, hey, if we haven't gotten anything six months from now, okay, we could dispose of it.
1: All right, fine. Well, we know six months from this because this is one spicy moment. So it would happen in April. Okay, so six months from now is October, mid-October. By mid October, if we don't have anything else to use. You don't know want to
3: give you the cutoff. If we've played the World Series, yeah. throw it out. Okay. That's it. All right. Eight five five
1: two one two. Okay. Number two. Do you think Robbie Rosenhaus uh, didn't properly own the bet because he only I mean he he didn't use as much sauce as I did, although I went For overboard. Sure. He didn't use as much salsa as I did, and he was just pounding uh, vanilla ice cream as soon as it went into his mouth. Like it, as soon as it went in, he just started eating ice cream. Did he? Did he bail on the responsibility a little bit? Right, this is did why, he take the easy way out. This rather? is why this is great because I have actually thought about this exact
3: scenario a lot over the past couple of days without knowing you were going to poach this question here. Has okay. poached the word? Uh, pose. Po- <laughs> pose this question here. Okay, first and foremost, when we made the bet. We discussed the chip, and we said we will get a Tostito scoop. You waited until the day of to go to the deli down the block here, and they didn't have scoops. They had those chips, and you found a big chip that had basically like a wave shaped that you could put a big puddle in. Yeah. What you took in your mouth, I know from eating many a chip on many a Sunday on the couch, <laughs> was more than your traditional Tostito scoop, right. trademarked, would have had. So you actually ate more than you probably should That's have.
1: That's probably true. I probably ate one and a half scoops.
3: Right, because, you know, you didn't get the scoops like you should have.
1: Yeah, I don't think it was two full
3: Tostito scoops. It was definitely more, though. I think it was one and a half. Definitely more. So it is hard for me. I was not in the room. I was across the glass when Robbie scooped his. It was definitely not as much as yours. But, see, if I was close, I would have been able to tell you, would that have actually added up to the proper amount in a Tostito okay. scoop? Fair. So I am not—he definitely didn't eat as much as you, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he
1: didn't pay off— His bet. And I'm not even saying he didn't eat enough salsa. I'm saying, is it a cop-out to eat a pint of vanilla ice cream as soon as it hits your lips, basically?
3: No, because we didn't establish rules that you couldn't do anything. You did come in. Hey, let's be fair here. You came in with that little thing of milk. Were you about to offer Robbie any milk, or was that all for you?
1: Um,
3: When you bought it, was Robbie in your mind, or were you in your mind? Well, I was in my mind, but if whatever I had left over, I would have given it to him. Okay, but it wasn't like you—, you I did didn't buy it for us. Exactly. You bought it for you. So it's hard for me to kill him if you came with the same mentality. You're worrying about yourself first. Mm, okay. All right? So, like,
1: I had my security blanket. He gives his security right, blanket. Right. His was just
3: upped on the calorie level and all of that, and which I think added to the theatrics. So I can't kill him for that either. He came in with a plan. Number three, I would add to this, that I think if this, we're going to go really behind the scenes, and I think hasn't been discussed at all— uh. Robbie being late made for a better bit because having your ISO situation, having Robbie's situation right. be isolated and having them be two separate moments in the show. I think we're both awesome. Where had you guys both gone at the same time, I think it would have just been too much.
1: Yeah, I think like, you're right.
3: Like Robbie, even as vocal as he was, he might have stolen the show, and we might have lost track of how much you were dying, or maybe you were dying, and we wouldn't have allowed Robbie to be that funny. Right. I think both being on its own, I think it's lost in the shuffle. Robbie being late and being pathetic and being lazy actually, in the end, led to better radio.
1: <laughs> You're right about that. You're absolutely right about that. Has that been entered into the 12 DAs? Oh, yeah, and I would say
3: right now, well, I was going to bring this up. This is the one thought I said. I don't think this could pass Torg Bellinger for me, but right now this has to be number two. Like, in my mind, I think we already have a one and a two slot planned out. Even this didn't pass Torg Bellinger. No, Torg's not going to get passed this year. Not. Can't can't (laughs) be passed. Can't be passed. Can't be. I'm sorry. It it would take something astonishing, and and this wasn't it. You know, it's so ironic because we're on the verge of the NFL draft, and for the first time in about 30 years, it is so unpredictable not even to have a hint at who's going number one. Like I mean, we have a hint in Sam Dorn, but it could be Josh Allen. You don't know where the Giants are going to two. And for years, you kind of know the top three picks. Now this is going to reverse. We never knew what would be in the top 12 of the 12 DAs. I think now we know what one and two are already come April for the 12 DAs. So it's the reverse. We have an unpredictable NFL draft for once, and now we have a predictable 12 DAs.
1: I don't think you can say that. It's only April. There is so much what show. What does it say
3: about this year it's that we've already had
1: two, two of those? I know. It's two haymakers. Well, yeah. hold on, hold on. Are you and Robbie separate? No, that's one. It's one. Yes. Okay. Yeah, one spicy moment. It would be. It would be annoying if two... One spicy moment take up ten, two of the ten spots. Two of the twelve spots, rather. Okay, it had to be asked. Yeah. So, this brings us to the ultimate question here. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't even know there's a question. <laughs> <laughs> that what happened on Friday totally reversed your feeling on Robbie Rosenhaus. You were out. It was over. Robbie said he was late. He wasn't going to eat the salsa. I said, screw Robbie. He's off the show. He's going to get excommunicated. That was it. He was hanging by a thread. He was basically off. Had he not made it to one spicy moment, I would have never uttered his word ever again, his name ever again. He would have never made it on the show. And
3: he heard you eat and had texted me, I can't end up in the hospital, was ready
1: to bail in that moment. He said, because I've already got weight problems. Yes. Yes. I have enough health problems. Yeah. And, you know, I could be easily swayed because I was never totally out on Robbie. I was starting to get, as I said, I thought I had overdone Robbie. I was not totally out on Robbie. That was my own fault. Yeah, well, you were out on people giving you a hard time about Robbie. that You were starting to rethink your own stance. Nah, I, no, I know. Like I said, last week's PGP. Midway through interviewing Ike, realizing I had just spent 15 minutes interviewing Ike about Robbie and I was going to toss to you on side B interviewing Mike Carver about Robbie, I was like, well, now we have full episodes devoted to a guy that's not even on the episode. (laughs) And I said, this is just too much. So I was going to back off. And I think it just needed time to settle. And then Robbie comes out of nowhere riding into the white horse. Correct. And he does... He does what he had to do in the one spicy moment, and I respect that he was very funny. But it wouldn't have changed much for me with Robbie besides the fact that, you know, he paid up the bet, and I I admire that. Good job. He's not going to get excommunicated. But for you, you did a 180. You went from disliking him, frustrated by him, couldn't stand him, to 180, not only do you like him, you admire him, you find him funny, you respect him, and now you want to do a radio show with him. I do. I do. You had told me Radio Row the Super Bowl,
3: and we brought this up. DA pulled me aside. That was the initial, before the Rosenhaus flurry had come, that initial podcast. said, I got to tell you, I was listening to the podcast. You guys got something, and I was so disgusted. No, you know when I
1: did? It was at the house. It was at the Airbnb. Oh, you were the sitting Airbnb. on the couch. Yes. You had your feet up on the pillows. And I said, I gotta tell you. Eating chips and salsa, I think, ironically. I said, I really like the PGP side B with you and Rosenhaus. I think he got something there. And I was disgusted. I was mortified.
3: Here (laughs) I am at that time, a month, a month past doing my first ever on air shows here at CBS Sports Radio, going, Would you believe this idiot DA, (laughs) this jerk who you know now I finally get a chance to cut my own teeth, now wants me sit next to that fat slob doing a show? What are you nuts? And I spited Robbie after that because I had already he had already rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. He had already, you know, came across as a phony to me. And I and through that, seeing the laziness, hearing the stories, I was so torn off. When he went in there and he ate the salsa and he was so quick-witted. And so <laughs> whether it was the matzo ball bronze medal joke, whether it was, I mean, obviously the three, four times a day joke, whether it was the Howard Stern private parts joke, he ripped them off one by one in a moment. In which his body is fighting off, let's face it, what amounts to an infection, both in his belly and in his throat at yeah. the time. You can't teach that.
1: Can't teach
3: it. You can't. It's like getting a seven-foot <laughs> center in the NBA. You can't <laughs> teach being that tall. What he has is natural <laughs> ability. And it really struck me that as he approaches the mid-30s and we had learned so much about Robbie in the past BGPs, he really has delayed and sunk in his career. I think much like a Rich Gannon... The light bulb has gone off late, and he has some MVPs in his future. What has given you the sense that the, the light bulb has gone off, though? I think in my talking to him post the salsa, because I've been more positive, I think my positive influence now is reigned him being more positive. Wow, He has told me he is about to make demos and give to our bosses to show off his personality and his wit, which Robbie, let's face it, if you can imagine, is the kind of guy who thinks that somebody <laughs> should come knocking on his door to give him a chance to host <laughs> instead of showing that, hey, I want the ability to do this. <laughs> I think Robbie's taking a career turn here. I really have, and I, I, I wish him all the best, and I hope at some point, uh, even if it's not a PGP, maybe it's a, you know an overnight and a warm July night me and Robbie could pair up and do a little sports talk.
1: So you want to share the spotlight? Not
3: all the time, because okay. as you could say, you know, I'm sure if they came knocking at you and said, "Hey, let's take Muraz and the producer chair to co-host," you'd say, "Hold on, here, it's still my Absolutely. name." Absolutely. I, you know, I still want the ability to be, you know, you know, Captain Phillips, if you will. I, you know, but I am more open to doing work with him. Yes, I wouldn't totally shun him because I think we could, you know, have some. <laughs> could have something. I could play off him. He could play off me. He's got the ability. He's got the chops.
1: Well, look, you know, when I heard you on the side, B of the PGP, you guys were going back and forth about him leaving the NFC Championship game early because he was a Vikings fan, and he was supposedly asked to drive the wives or girlfriends of certain Vikings players or front office people, them back to the hotel because it was a hostile environment. And I heard you and Robbie spar. And there was a sparring on the on the air, on the side B, where it was quick, it was funny, it was emotional, it was pointed, but neither one of you guys w- took it personally. You could just, you threw some haymakers and then you could laugh about it. And that makes really good radio when you can really go after the co-host, but you're able to just leave it there and it's not awkward and uncomfortable. And I heard it and I heard what you hear now of you guys both being quick-witted, On your toes, being able to go after one another, good chemistry, good rapport. And I said, there is something here. So it's just amazing that that comes out not with you guys co-hosting or doing something together. It comes out simply when he's on death's doorstep eating salsa and having a few quick quips. Sometimes the biggest miracles in life happen when you don't expect them. And it happened
3: on Friday. And I (laughs) applaud you, Robbie Rosenhaus. Come to a microphone near me.
1: So you had (laughs) – it's so great because he is so your Newman, so your Banya. Totally. He wanted to hang out with you. Jerry, let's go out for lunch. You owe me a lunch. Banya. This This counts as the meal. This is the meal. The (laughs) soup is the meal. He wanted to get you out for a a playoff game, a hockey playoff game. No, it was Yankees-Mets. Originally, there was a hockey playoff game involved. Then it was a Yankees-Mets game. And you were like, I'm not going. No way. I want nothing to do with it. And now, after one spicy moment, you have said you want to hang out with him.
3: Uh, I want to get the work tickets. I want to get the work tickets. Me and Robbie put the feet up, a little popcorn. Let's have a good time behind home plate. (laughs) I'm in. He could give me laughs for three hours. Now, it could backfire. I might not be able to stand him again after three hours. <laughs> but i he's a funny guy. I know. He's a funny guy, and he's not a mean guy. I know. He's got a good heart. Like, you know, I'm, I can't see myself really getting into an argument where I'm like, wow, this guy's a total jerk. He's just a nice guy. He's just looking for a friend. He's traveled the country, working radio. He's back in New York. He's just looking for friends. And I think he came across a little strong because he just was trying to prove himself in what could be a tough room in this newsroom. And, you know, everybody knows that kid who sits at the lunch table by himself. That was Robbie. You know what? Robbie, you got friends now. Come to prom with us.
1: Well, that is very big of you. That is very mature of
3: you, I would say.
1: Very good perspective. My last point is because when do you have to go for the the minute? I got like six minutes. Okay. I love this theory floated by Daniel, one of our listeners, Uh who's a hardcore D-alien, that we are setting up a scenario where you leave the show to take a hosting gig and Robbie seamlessly fits into your role and this is why I've built this narrative around Robbie now i am i am very um, i don't know what the word is but uh you know i i i can't believe i'm i'm thought of in this way <laughs> that i would have this type of mastermind plan behind Robbie it's a, quite a compliment, but, uh, you know, should, I don't know, does this guy know, or are you leaving in the next couple of months for a hosting gig somewhere? I can say I am not leaving, and I could also tell you, well, that
3: theory, now, I I could see myself, if I was a listener to the show, and was that into the show, I actually don't blame him for that theory. Really? Because, I mean, you, you know, you can, your mind can start the race, right, like... Out of nowhere, I just start hosting shifts. Out of nowhere, this guy Rosenhaus comes in as I'm hosting shifts. He becomes a a character, a storyline that's built up. I hate him. Suddenly, I like him, and it's like a heel turn to make the listeners like him again. So his whole thought process makes sense, but I could tell you honestly, and as you could say, if the time came and the situation was right for me to ever leave the show and host, and if that ever happened, that would probably materialize over two weeks. It wouldn't be some kind of six-month played-out long storyline <laughs> right. just to make sure we get the right producer in here. It would be like, hey, I just found out I got this gig. I'll be in Grand Rapids in 10 days. I hate to do this to you, but we're out. Right. So I, while I appreciate his thinking, if that were ever, ever happened, it would happen pretty quickly and not this long. We wouldn't have time to put it together a storyline. Put it that way.
1: Yeah, could you imagine if we had been greasing the skids for Robbie to take over since... The NFC Championship.
3: Yeah. game? you think at some point in February my wife would have turned to me and said, "Are we doing the shit? What are we doing? <laughs> I, Robbie's not ready yet. The character hasn't been fully formed."
1: <laughs> well, don't worry, honey. We're doing mornings in Harrisburg, but you just gotta hold on because <laughs> Rob, we need the we need the audience to get Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> they
3: don't they don't accept them yet. I can't leave the show like that. It's, it's a great theory, though. It is. And I I get where that theory... Listen, again, if I was a fan and I took myself away from the show and I observed from afar, <laughs> I would understand. And if you didn't know how this radio stuff worked with, like, how jobs could come about, I would understand thinking that. But, no, that is not what's happened here. I give
1: credit, though. Unless CBS was, like, launching a startup and or flipping a, a format and they knew it was going to happen in, like, September. Mm. And then You know we, something? I don't know. We had, like, nine months, but... Uh, no yeah that's no because and here's a good piece of evidence to show you just how little we know about those types of things. They just flipped San Diego to an f m all sports radio station on c b s and we found out the day that it flipped <laughs> we got the same press release right, everybody else exactly. did exactly
3: so exactly. I saw people tweeting about it before I even knew when I work at the company, yeah. yeah, i mean and and I would say this, I'm not even convinced the bosses even like me hosting. I get one shift every three weeks,
1: so who knows. What a turn of events! Robbie has now become a Mraz fan favorite. I'm in, man. I I'm, and I know this. I'm I'm just
3: trying to be as humble as possible about it. I like <laughs> the guy a lot. I really. I like him a lot, a lot. He's just misunderstood, funny, talented. He he just he oozes talent. <laughs> he oozes talent. Along with gravy, he does. He
0: oozes talent. He's in
3: the right business. Just didn't have the right head on straight, and okay. I hope I hope he has it now. I'm in. Yeah, I think discipline is going to be big for him. Yeah, I mean, again, that's what does get lost in this whole thing is he
1: still was late. Right. right. Still was late. (laughs) Let's not forget that. I'm trying to think of like a big T.O. performance where somebody just got sold on him. But this is you. Like, it was a lot of question marks about baggage, about, you know, chemistry in the locker room. But he just... He went for 12 catches, 214 yards, and three touchdowns. And you just said, we can't ignore this anymore.
3: And I would say this. If we come to the point, it's 2018. If it's 2028 and Robbie Rosenhaus isn't, forget hosting, successfully hosting somewhere. Whether it be... CBS, 2028? So I'm giving him 10 10? years. Okay. okay wow. If he's not success, successfully hosting, whether it's another market or whether it's a CBS Sports radio, that won't be anybody else's fault but Robbie's. Wow!
1: You believe he's got the goods and they will realize, the bosses will realize. It doesn't mean here. I mean, it, literally, it could sure. be mornings
3: in Austin, Texas. And I, but it's not just, I don't th- just think he'll do it. I think he'll be good at doing it. And if he's not successfully hosting somewhere within the next 10 decade, that'll be a Robbie
1: problem. Not anybody else's problem. <laughs> wow. And on that note, wow. We signed off a dramatic <laughs> wow. side A. Uh, what's on side B? I have no idea. Okay. (laughs) Something's coming up. Side B coming up. Who knows what it is.
2: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
0: Look who's over here on Side B of the PGP. It's Bogish and Bilotti. Shawnee taking a couple of days off, so we're hanging out, and we have found... Um, one of the very small amount of things that Sean is actually needed for recording this uh, because I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to say. Pete can push some buttons, um, but, you know, Sean is normally in charge of this, and I actually might miss him right
2: now. Yeah, this is the, one of the few, as you said, very few things that uh, Sean is in, uh, really in control of Uh, and that he handles a majority of the time. So we'll uh, try to do our best to try to uh, put together a great effort to to fill in for him.
0: Now, after a really long drought for me, this is my second straight week here on Side B. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think you were already on jury duty last week when I I filled in.
2: um, I was going to be on jury duty the next day. Oh, you were going home to
0: prep for jury duty. Well,
2: I, I, I thought that I was going to be on jury duty. I had, because my number was right there, right. and they did call me.
0: So you, you went in one day, and they put you into actual jury selection, or you were still in the main holding Well, room? they put
2: me into jury selection really quick, actually. Yeah. It was like an hour come into it. Come on in, Pete. Yeah, come on in. And um, 60 of us went upstairs for this big trial, Yeah, this big um, uh, malpractice trial, and they were going to pick uh, a jury from us. And we came back in the afternoon, and they already had people from uh, the day before there, right? Uh, it was a very monotonous, long, boring process. So by the time we got to day two, we've heard we heard a lot of information, and a lot of us didn't get up on the stand, and we ended up being excused, and that's why I came back on right. Tuesday.
0: Now. I said when you were gone that you probably going to jury duty, all gung-ho, it's jury duty, I'm a good citizen, I'm a good American, I'm going to go, right. go do my duty. That's right. But then by about lunchtime of nothing happening or dumb lawyer questions or dumb fellow juror issues that you would be in the neighborhood of stabbing somebody. Did that actually play
2: out like no, that? No, I was no? in the, I was in the neighborhood of, of laughing at all of it. Okay. By by the no violence. No violence, but Good I, for you, I'm glad I was, you're growing. Well, I was sur- surrounded by a lot of women. Okay. So a lot of ages, a so, lot of women and gentlemen, Pete. So gentlemen, Pete gotcha. was out. Yes, okay. for sure. Um th- yeah, it was it was more of uh why am I still here? I'm laughing at the same repetitive questions that aren't making any sense. Right. Like like somebody's uh what they like to cook. All that stuff, no, no need to be uh, mentioned in a malpractice case. No need to be mentioned, but uh, that's what happened and uh, I'm back and it was I enjoy those types of experiences. I like the uh, listening to the judicial process in action and watching it as well. yeah, so it was it was interesting to me, but toward the end I was like, let's go home. It's time to get out of here. Yeah, like in a
0: vacuum. if I had no other concerns in life, uh, I'd want to be on a jury. Because my assumption is, I get to be like on a cool like murder trial, right? And like that would be fun to see gross pictures and hear the nasty gross details of whatever. Um, but then you remember that it's never that fun. You're never on the cool case. You're on the crappy malpractice one. And if you're gone for two and a half weeks, like you lose money and your job is pissed off at you and when you, and whatever. So. It's just not a thing that anybody with any responsibility should be asked to do.
2: No, no. So And I had to watch everything on the DA show from home. I heard about that. Yes, yes. And uh, ca- I had to catch one spicy moment from home. Um, it just just a Robbie Rosenhaus factor.
0: Yeah, that's a heck of a visual.
2: That was just, just thinking about him choking and slobbering all over the microphone was just pure joy to me. I think thinking I made a good that.
0: pick. It, 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 in retrospect, yes, I made a good pick.
2: I, this all started with you. It, thank you. you know, thank uh, you for noticing. Et- I appreciate my that. entertainment started with you. Yeah, and everyone's entertainment. That was what. And I will admit, you know, I'm. I like. I like Robbie. Uh, small doses, but you know, when he's on, like I said on the air on the on the DA show, when he's on and he's focused, he's entertaining. <laughs> he's entertaining, and that whole segment with him was. Beyond entertaining. He he was he really stepped up in that all, whole time.
0: His line of, you know, if you want to watch me come to my house, I eat three times, sometimes four a day is That's, an all-timer.
2: It's probably five times, too. He, he's probably <laughs> fibbing on that one as well. Yes. You know, he, he, he was probably fibbing. Um, <laughs> but Robbie stepped up, but before that, D.A. stepped up. And yeah. this was something that we very rarely see D.A. in a, uh, a bit of weakness on the show. And uh, he he looked like he was in dire pain. Like he was, there was no faking. No, there was none of that. He was sweating from the uh, from the Watch DA video stream. Yeah, he was sweating. He was having a hard time. I, I I I'm guessing he drank that whole carton of milk.
0: Well, I, I mean, I'll say this. I was, first of all, I told Sean this off the air. The best thing that he and I have ever done, arguably, is not lose this contest because that was a <laughs> hellacious punishment. Oh. Um, and I had every intention. My my fear, and like I, I said this on the show, I wanted no part of losing. I was really, really nervous about eating the salsa because I watch all of these shows on Food Network and Travel Channel. People try these things, and it can, it can break you for hours. Right. And- I knew that I had to. I'd have to work after taking this, and like I couldn't call up to eight eighty WCBS and New York. I can't do your sports <laughs> updates because I can't talk. Because they're just a ghost pepper salsa. Yeah,
2: they think you'd be lying. First right. of all,
0: so I, I I wanted no part of it. So, but I wanted to try a little bit of it because I figured that way on my own I can control the portion. My fear was having a huge scoop of it mm-hmm. and dying.
2: Imagine but, having the uh, one fourth of the bottle if you right. lost
0: both brackets. So I just wanted like to, to dip. My, my uh, chip in and taste it. But then I saw a DA up close struggling so badly. Never. No way. I didn't uh, want to touch the jar. On I, on
2: jury duty lunch. Yeah. I Did tu- you show
0: it to your jury duty friends? No, no. I, no. I,
2: I watched this at home uh, at okay. night. But uh, on jury duty lunch, I turned on uh, the DA show when I was in the car going to get lunch. And this was after the segment that you guys had allotted for the ghost pepper chal- yeah. ghost pepper uh, tasting. And I wanted to hear how Da sounded. He sounded a little like off kilter, a little bit, yeah. tiny bit that he had just eaten a pepper. But to an average person, you wouldn't have noticed. So he did a good job in recovering. This was this Kenyon hole.
0: Martin. This was Kenyon Martin because he that hour started. He it was dicey. Yeah. like I didn't. I stayed
2: close in, c- in case he of it, needed you, relief. For the end of it, you felt the gurgling in the water. Yeah, you in felt his it. Throat, you felt it. You know, but. Uh, <laughs> I still think we should have did the um, put gave out some of the chill, uh some of the salsa to all the uh, great people here at CBS Sports Radio and just put it well, out on people, the table. Well,
0: people people did try it. Um, when they knew that it was around. Dave Marinick who is um for lack of a better term like our operations manager here. Right, executive producer. He, he's he's crazy. And he he was giddy when I told him what was going cuz he didn't know what was happening <laughs> that day. He I mean, beaming with the opportunity to try it. Wow. And then he tried it, took it the best of everyone, but still was clearly affected by it. Like, to the point where he, like, could only talk in a couple words at a time, was sitting kind of still in his chair, eyes were red. I mean, it is—and I don't understand that at all. Right. Like, the—the the, physical—I don't know if you get confidence from just—from not dying. If it tastes good— I don't see the point in any way I of think, eating hot, I, and spicy stuff. I like I think this. the
2: confidence is doing I'll it. Pass. The confidence is, is doing it. Yeah, that's stupid. now I, I I'm very good when it comes to spicy foods. I feel like it's part of, part of it is I think your heritage, my heritage, yeah. uh, half Puerto Rican. So I, you know, I, I actually didn't mind if I had lost. I I think I would have been okay yeah. with that challenge, and now, now it would still been painful, right? But I don't think it would have been as bad as. As a lot of people would have had to endure, but that was the Ghost Pepper Challenge. Yeah. And uh, moving on to
0: the last thing today is is a personal milestone for me uh, as part of the DA show. <laughs> I had never been the full focus of of um, and the name just went out of my head. That's how good of a listener I am. Uh, it was my it was my error today. Your, your cough. It was my cough. My sneeze. Uh, that closed out the show. I had never been... The epic fail. The ep- I had never been the epic fail by myself. And here's a new epic fail. Not remember what <laughs> epic fail is called. <laughs> I had never. I had been in it, but as a side character. Right. This one was about me today Supporting because I, I walked into the 10.30 update perfectly fine. And within 15 seconds of being in the studio, I had to sneeze. And as America found out, I sneezed like I'm Andre the Giant. <laughs> and I sneezed... It was five times. It was
2: so powerful. I know. I thought something had fallen off the wall. You know, we have all these sets that are in uh, our studios because of Tiki and Tierney on CBS Sports Network. Uh, I thought something had fallen off the wall, and it was very distracting. Or I had put something up on the board inadvertently, um, and I thought that was something that was bleeding through. Yeah. And it ended up being just you. Just me. uh, Being very unprofessional on the air. And, but leading to Radio Gold, as they say.
0: Although there's there, there's no escaping that. I was in the room. I couldn't go running out. I, I didn't know what to do. I can't not sneeze. Uh, and I happened to be a loud sneezer. And then the, the second time when I came back in and DA said that I was coughing, I still – I have no recollection of making a noise uh, sitting down next to him at the next update. And I guess clearing my throat, and you guys all heard it, but yeah. I – I don't remember it. it, it was, so it was, I'm dying. Apparently, it,
2: <laughs> you might want to get that checked. But, oh, but, but it did actually bring out the epic fail. Actually, brought out also a very gross sneeze from yeah. Jody McDonald. Now, now you have you have brought a couple drops to me, which is like my Christmas. Yes. When when I can play drops of you screwing up or sneezing, mm-hmm. and drops of other people screwing up or sneezing, it's tremendous. No, it you're welcome. I, uh, I'm glad that I can twire. give you the gifts yes.
0: of these embarrassing audio clips. Yes. So. Thank you.
2: You know, just clear out your throat. You know, it might uh, be Rike
0: Acumbule. Right, that's right. not how you say it either, but it's close. <laughs>
2: but it, but it, it's well, it's clear. Right, it's clear. You didn't, didn't sneeze. No, you didn't cough. <clears throat> so get it all out. Hang. Get it all out of the system. that
0: sound like Taz yet. I got to master <laughs> that.
2: <laughs> that's an art. Is it? That's an art. Okay, if you say so. I think I don't think I've heard anyone cough that much like Taz does.
0: Yeah, he might want to actually get things checked out. And then when he finds a good doctor, I will go to that one and see if I have a problem.
2: And channel. I'll go just just for the hell of it, Yeah, too. just in
0: case you're sick. Cause yeah. You welcome I,
2: I'm always precautionary with that yeah. stuff. I, I I will go to... I might have something I don't know about yet. Right, I I, like I'm going to check it out before... Smart. And, and just make sure I'm okay. It's good to be preemptive. But you did make our epic fail, and... Just thanks for joining us. Yeah,
0: we're with a badge of honor. And uh hopefully one of us will be back here next week with Sean, but who knows because Sean's in charge and sometimes he forgets that we exist. Uh but I don't again, here's what, where I need Sean. What do I say? Just goodbye? Do I say, say listen to the radio so, show? Yeah. Monday through
2: Friday. Yeah, listen to the radio show.
0: Nine AM Eastern Your on Twitter CBS handle? Sports Radio. Your Twitter handle mine is Sirius XM two oh six.
2: My my Twitter handle is CBSPeteTheBody, at C B S Pete the Body and yours is uh,
0: just Andrew Bogish, B O and, and At Andrew Bogish. And that's B-O-G-U-S-C-H. That extra consonant in there throws people off. Bogus C H. And now we're going to go. See you next week on Side B.
1: Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.